Are you thinking about starting your own cash practice? Maybe you've already started your own practice and you're starting to realize that there's a lot to learn when it comes to business. We can be great clinicians, but if we don't understand the business side of having our own practice, we're going to have a hard time being successful in business. Guys, I wrote a book for you and I took everything that I've learned over the last five years of running successful cash practice here in Atlanta. And I put it in this book and I gave you everything that you need to be able to start and scale that practice past yourself. That book is called Fuck Insurance. And if you don't like the title, the book is not for you. If you do like the title, it's the exact book that you need to be reading right now. I show you exactly how to start. I show you what's important when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sales, when it comes to operations, and what stage you're actually at in the business. You know, where you're at, what you need to focus on while you're there, and how to get to the next stage. I'm trying to set it up in a way where you can get some clarity in your business. And the book for now is 100% free. All you have to do is go to finsurancebook.com. That's finsurancebook.com and get your free copy of the book that I wrote specifically to help you be successful in business. The book is free. All you got to do is pay for it to get to your door so that I don't lose my shirt on giving everybody all these books and sending them around the world. And again, head to finsurancebook.com, learn how to run a successful cash practice today. So here's the question. How do physical therapists like us who don't want to see 30 patients a day, who don't want to work home health and have real student loans create a career and life for ourselves that we've always dreamed about? This is the question and this podcast is the answer. My name is Danny Matei and welcome to the PT Entrepreneur Podcast. What's up, guys? Doc Danny here with the PT Entrepreneur Podcast, and we got Danny Laughlin, good Irish last name there. I just pronounced it correct for the first time, so thanks for, uh, for correcting me. He owns Laughlin Performance and Physical Therapy in Overland Park, Kansas. Um, Danny's somebody that we've had a chance to work with for the last few months. It's been really cool because he has an in-network practice, uh, well, hybrid practice, I should say, but primarily was in-network. And when he talked to us, and we t- I, I actually, I talked to a lot of people that have in-network practices that are just like complete wrong fit for what we do and just like um, do, do not have like infrastructure to be able to make some of those changes that they want to. But Danny had everything in place and we're like, dude, this could be a really cool transition. Um, cause he already has sort of performance model. I mean, I'm, he's got a squat rack behind him that I'm looking at right now. Like, you know, it's, it's the kind of practice that we, that we work with and, and we can, we can, um, you know, help quite a bit, but, uh, it's been really awesome to watch what he's been able to do and make the transition away from some of these sort of really poor insurance contracts and still be able to treat people the way that they, that they want. So, um, Danny, thanks so much for your time today. Absolutely, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm- how, how is your quarantine going by the way? Are you guys like spending quite a bit of family time? Oh man. Uh, lots of family time. Um, we've, uh, everybody's, everybody's kind of confined to the house, which is why I'm, I'm up here at the clinic right now. I've been told I'm, I'm too intense and too disruptive at home. I just wow. amp everybody up. So they just well, I see your son's ninja home. videos, by the way, and uh, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome last week. So he's got a little cousin that's like a year younger than him. So my son's five, and then my uh, little nephew's, I think, three or three and a half. And they're just like they're used to seeing each other on a mm. weekly basis. We do a ton of stuff. My brother and his wife live locally here. And so we're like 
dude, we got to figure out something for these kids to do. So they literally, they had a, a ninja sword battle for 90 minutes. Oh, that was, that was via, like he was fighting. So I thought he was just like, Oh wow. No, it was, he was on zoom with his cousin and they fought for, for an hour and a half. Jeez. That sounds it exhausting. Was, it was, I, we just left him. He kicked me out of the basement. He goes, dad, this is my meeting. You can leave now. And that was it. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. I think that's like the silver lining of some of this stuff. You know, even, even, uh, I was talking to, uh, Kylie who's, uh, you know, he's in Houston and, and he's like, man, I've been so busy for years. And now all of a sudden it's like this hard sort of pause. And it's like, it's like, it's been awesome. You know, just like some of the family time. And obviously there's some things that are not great that are happening. And, uh, but, but, um, you know, looking around you and really seeing, you know, some of the extra time that we've gotten and, and not squandering that and hoping it goes away faster. I think it's, it's important to, to remember that. So yeah, your son's hour and a half ninja battle. <laughs> it's going to be a legend one day. And it's going to be the, you know, he'll remember this. We bought a trampoline for the backyard. Like we're just buying everything we can to keep him entertained. So he's totally. just, yeah, he's just loving it. <laughs> he's going to, he's having the best time. He thinks it's like Christmas. So, well, here, here's what I want to do. I want to get into sort of, you know, your, your origin story of the business and, and how you got started. And, and, uh, you know, you guys, uh, you know, you guys have a, a, a sizable practice there in, in uh, Kansas city now. So, so how long ago did you start and, and what was the, you know, what drove you to decide to go this direction? Um, so my wife and I, so Aaron's the other owner, um, she and I started it in 2012. So we, we got out of school. Um, we both worked for a couple different outpatient clinics, uh, here. And I knew in school that I, I wanted to own my own. And, um, luckily, you know, she was a, she's kind of the, uh, the brains of the operation. So she's the, the sounding board that I just bounce my, 10 million ideas off of. And then she right. brings me back to, to focus on the like two or three things that we need to do. Um, and so, you know, we ended up, um, working together at a clinic and we did that to test, to see how, um, we worked together and we worked really well together. So we said, okay, well let's, you know, we've, we've got the time to do it now before we start having kids. And, um, if we're going to do it, we should go ahead and do it. And so, yeah, January of 2012, we saw our first patient. So that was uh, at the time. Were you guys basically 100 percent in con in network contracts, or was it a hybrid, you know, model from the beginning? Um, you know, it was kind of a hybrid from the beginning. So we we were contracted with uh, you know all the major players here um, in Kansas City, uh, insurance wise, and then. Um, through my practice of uh, the other clinics, I, I had kind of a performance following. So I had guys who had started rehab with me and then they stayed on cause they liked the way I trained them. And so they, they just wanted to keep coming to me once a week and do workouts and, you know, have me program for them. And, and so that, I, I mean, I've got, I think there's four or five of them that have been with me for 11 years now. Wow. And, um, you know, so when we opened, like we had some cash paying clients who that's what they were doing. And, you know, as we got through that first year, we realized how much work the insurance world was and kind of built our practice around, yes, we are in network, but we also have this performance side of things where we do a lot of, you know, youth stuff and um, team training and, and kind of tried a lot of things and, you know, here we are now. So 
the the way the practice is set up, you know, or let's let's I guess let's bring it back to sort of before we even had a chance to kind of consult with you on what's going on. What percent of your volume was in network? Um, you know, uh, or let's say what percent of your revenue came from in network, and what percent came from you know cash services that you were providing? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> like before we met with you guys, we were probably I think when we had our phone call, I was telling you we were around like that eight to ten percent cash. And then, you know, 90, 85 to 90% in network. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the, the reasons we came and, and started meeting with you guys was it was very obvious that that was not sustainable for the way that we wanted to treat patients. And, you know, that wasn't giving the right opportunities to our staff or, you know, creating the environment that, you know, when we set out to start this, like, that's, it just, it was turning into something that we were, we weren't, we weren't willing to go down that road to do it. What, what are the things, you know, with, with insurance? Cause like, <clears throat> honestly, I've literally never taken insurance ever. Like I've never, I, I was born into the military medical system. I then went into the military and was in the military medical system. Then I started cash practice. I, I've never billed any insurance company for shit. So, you know, for you, what, what are the most frustrating things about dealing with, you know, insurance companies that, man, if they could change some of these things, you'd be all, you'd be on board to take, you know, deal with them all day. Um, you know, a lot of the, the, probably the biggest issue for us is the, the delay in, um, cash flow. So that's one of the biggest things that, that was kind of just a constant headache was, you know, you'd see patients and then, you know, you expect to be basically reimbursed 30 to 45 days later. And if anything was done wrong on that claim, you know, they wait for the 30 to 45 days and then they deny the claim. So now you're, then you're resubmitting, you're waiting for another 15 to 30 days. So, you know, from day one of treatment to payment, a lot of those patients are, you know, 60 days later. And, you know, that's, that's on, you know, 15 to 20% of your AR, you know, a lot of them are pretty good and they're paid, you know, within that 30 days. Um, but you have to have somebody who knows what they're doing when they're billing insurance groups, because, you know, if you have, you know, a code out of place or you don't have the right modifier on something, you know, they, that's, that's how they make their, their money is by denying claims and just, you know, dragging you through it until you just finally say, okay, forget it. That's just not worth it yeah. to chasing this down. So, um, that was one of the big issues. And, um, you know, the other issue was, um, you know, just the kind of the value that the insurance companies put on, you know, what we do. Um, you know, I think that's, that's probably the, the second biggest thing was just, you know, somebody dictating what you're worth compared to, you know, what other professions that are kind of in our same world are able to get for a cash service. You know, if somebody goes and sees a massage therapist, they're, they're paying 150 to $200 for the session. And, you know, we've got, you know, when we were taking it, we had insurance contracts that were paying $55 for a session for us to yeah. get somebody who's been in pain for 10 years out of pain. And to me, that just, that just devalued what we did and just painted, a, I think, a, a poor picture of our profession as well. Uh, yeah. I think our profession, we're, we're way more valuable than that. I totally agree, obviously. And, you know, I think that uh, for you guys, like, so the, your, 
your average visit, right? So when you're, when you're at eight to 10% cash, your average visit, do you guys have a, the, the number or rough estimate of like what your average hour was getting, you know, reimbursed for. And then as you've sort of made this transition away from some of these really poor contracts, what does that change to? Oh, sure. Um, so when you and I met, I think we talked about like our average per hour was around um, 90 to $95 for the hour. Um, and then since we've worked with PT biz and, um, you know, we've grown our cash side of the practice pretty substantially over the last six months, six to eight months. However, I mean, since last August when we first started working with you guys, uh, we're up to about 125 to 130 dollars an hour. Dang, that's a huge difference. That, yeah, that's average absolutely. across the board. Wow. Uh, I mean that that's a massive difference. So what 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 have you found? So in this this like six to eight months. Is it giving people a reason to stick around? Is it, is it them having, you know, more options of cash services that maybe you didn't present to them before? Is it, is it just purely that now you're marketing more directly to people that are willing to pay cash? Like, what do you, what do you feel like the, the differences are that have led to a, you know, $35, $40 difference in your hour per, per session? Um, I think probably a little bit of everything you just touched on. I think, you know, getting more intelligent with our marketing, you know, rather than, competing for every single physical therapy patient that's available, you know, finding the right fit for our, what we call our community here. Yeah. You know, when, when somebody comes in for rehab, whether it's, you know, in network or cash based, like we're, we anticipate them being with us for a long period of time. So even once their rehab's done, you know, we offer different programs for them to stay on and continue their wellness and, you know, overall fitness and, and kind of, addressing more of a lifestyle change and not just this, okay, we got you out of your knee pain now going back to whatever it was you're doing and then never seeing them again. You know, it's what we realized was we had a lot of people in our system who were very willing and, and almost searching for some sort of like health guided, mm. you know, treatment. And we filled that niche really quickly. Once we realized we had that, you know, market kind of, under our, under our roof the whole time. Yeah. Well, you also had a, uh, probably a sizable customer base that you could reach back out to, you know? So, you know, I, I know, um, you guys went through our, uh, open enrollment, uh, reactivation campaign and like how many people ha did you guys have, uh, on a list that you'd worked with and, uh, and what, what did you bring them back in for, you know, in terms of, uh, your offer to reactivate those people you hadn't seen in a while? So um, we, so I had everybody put together. So we did a kind of a pre-open enrollment of people that we thought would be appropriate. So basically sure. everybody had, you know, 15, 20 people that they were reaching out to. And I think I, you know, I gave that guideline to the PT so that we could, you know, stay within somewhat of control over it. And then I sat down with my list and I had like 60 some people. And yeah. I was like, oh, you got to trim this down a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we offered it to them in the, the first week before we actually sent it out to our, our entire community. Um, and we had, you know, a substantial number of people sign up for that. And then when we actually launched the open enrollment, um, I think when all was said and done, we had like 30 to 40 people that signed up for it for the year. Um, and this was like a year long maintenance package or like what was, what yeah. was the offer? Yeah. So it was just once a month coming in and, 
Um, you know, we could do any hands-on work that they needed, any dry needling, um, but it was more or less to make sure that, you know, the stuff that they were doing was still appropriate and then building, you know, new workout for the month for them to focus on or, um, you know, some people were, they were gearing their workouts towards skiing at the time, you know, because yeah. we launched in January. So there, you know, we had some people who were going skiing, so we catered stuff to them. And then when they came back for, you know, their February, March visits, then it was, okay, now I'm shifting my focus towards golf. So it was kind of a, an evolving health continuum for them for what they were interested in at that point in time. Yeah. Um, some of our people just, they, again, it was like what I've done for, you know, a lot of my performance people over the years, it's just, they wanted workouts. So they want, you know, stuff programmed for them for the month. And, um, you know, so we were able to provide that and, and we were blown away by the, by the number of people who, once we just told them what we had available, they're like, yeah, no, we're in for that. That was great. Yeah. Isn't it, it's funny. Uh, so this was a paid in full package then, right? So it, what, what was the price point of your open enrollment package? Uh, we charged, um, I want to say it was 1100 cool. for, so, for 12, for 12 weeks. Yeah. So we discounted it off of our normal package rate. Um, but again, that was to drive those numbers up and, yeah. and that was a really good influx of cash to, oh, yeah. you know, during time, especially for us, like January, February, March, our, um, you know, deductibles restart, everything slows down just a yep. little bit. Um, so that was, that was awesome to have that cash reserve on hand. It was the whole reason that, you know, when I, I, I started doing that campaign, I don't remember it was maybe five years ago because we would always just get hit super hard in like November, December when everybody's traveling and you know, the, the clinic slows down quite a bit. So I was like, well, shoot, I'm gonna try to get some cash flow in in October so that it's not quite so bad, you know, after that. And, and in network January is, is, is harder for cash stuff. It's easier because the deductibles, it's like a more level playing field. So it's interesting how you could take that same, you know, sort of approach and, uh, and, and apply it in different settings. And, and, and just that one idea, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's such a simple concept, right? Like, Hey, let's give somebody a reason to like come back in, but yeah. we just don't ever do it. But to the tune of like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, there's a reason why you should do it. Not only that, but like people, people want it, you know, and, and now for you, uh, have you guys built in, um, exit strategies, uh, you know, continuity options where you're, you're able to position your performance, um, you know, services better? Um, yeah, I mean, we've, so we've taken open enrollment and we're, you know, doing, we're kind of toying around with some things there and, um, offering some different stuff through the course of the year. And, you know, uh, the other big thing we, we did was just get more comfortable with talking about pricing. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing that you talk about all the time that in PT school is like, we don't ever address it or even, you know, in your, you know, first few jobs, I never had to talk about pricing. It was yeah. just something we could always sidestep. And, um, I think we, have, we as a staff have spent a lot of time just understanding like what our value is and that, you know, we're not trying to just take money from people. We're stating, Hey, here's what we're worth and here's why we're worth this. And if you work with us, like we're going to get you better. And if you're not, and if you're not happy, then obviously we're not going to keep your money or take your money. But, um, just getting everybody, including the the other therapist, and you know, through going through it, I realized my admin is a rock star. Like she's just nice. 
you just tease them up for all of us. And it just makes it almost effortless when we bring them back and talk to them. What, about what does she do so well? Like, what would you say are, you know, a couple of bullet points of like, man, my admin does this and it kills it. You know, she, she asks them um, right off the bat and she'll, she'll lay out, okay, are you, you know, if we, she just tells them the pricing for the, the private pay. Um, and then if they're like, well, do we do insurance? And then she'll say, yeah, of course we do insurance. And, but that's not the first option that's presented to people. And then, um, what she'll do is she'll talk through, you know, the benefits of, you know, well, if we, if we do private pay, well then, you know, the therapist can work on things that are outside of just that one injury and you can work more towards, you know, she'll find out what they're, you know, coming to us for, oh, they were referred from a CrossFit gym. Okay, well, you know, if they work on that, then they can probably, you know, do some video screenings of your snatch and your deadlift. I mean, she'll talk them through and she, she just asks them questions and talk them through the benefits of doing the, you know, the performance package where we basically can do whatever we want in terms of training and, and building into a fitness model versus you know, the in network, like we're very much handcuffed by what is dictated per the scope of physical therapy. And, you know, a perfect example is, you know, there's one insurance group where, you know, we submitted for uh, authorization of visits for post ACL and they gave us four weeks. Wow. Four weeks? Four weeks because the patient was walking and that was normal ADL. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, and this is where we, this, we don't see a ton of post-ops straight, you know, out of uh, surgery, but we see a lot on the back end. And I mean, a lot of it is because they're not getting authorization anymore. And it's, it's also sort of a specialized skill set where you have to really be able to progress movements sports specific, you know, to whatever that person is doing. We see a lot of like soccer players that are coming back off of uh, ACL tears. And I think that, I mean, for you guys, especially if you can position it some way where you're like, cool, all right, we'll work with you in the insurance side until that runs out. And then we got you on the other side and, and it's a, it's a direct transition over there. I mean, I think that's like such a seamless way to also set the relationship, you know, in, in a way where people realize like, we're not the bad guy here. Like, your insurance company is giving you four weeks for a surgery that's probably going to need more closer, like closer to like six to eight months. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, you know, take it up with them. But like, that's, that's why we don't deal with them directly. And I think, you know, everybody realizes their insurance companies, but frankly, they suck. Uh, and, and just like you said, like they make their money off of denial of claims, frustration, you know, slowing, slow paying people. And you could have this huge accounts receivable, you know, uh, amount and then out of business because you don't have any cash on hand. And it's a super frustrating place to be, you know? So for you guys leveling this out with your, your cash flow is probably tremendously better, you know, in, in terms of not waiting so, quite so long. So how's that been for just the business overall and making decisions and hiring or equipment and anything you're going to get? Um, it, it's taken away a lot of stress at home. Um, because, you know, when we have, you know, huge AR, but it doesn't yeah. matter what your AR is. It's all about what cash you have, right. you know, on hand that you can, you know, pay your staff with, pay your overhead. Um, so having a more steady cash flow is definitely a lot less stress on Aaron and I, hmm. um, which means home life is better, which means kid life is better, which means quality of life has been significantly better. Yeah. Um, but it also allows us to, you know, kind of look forward and, um, you know, say, okay, well, here's, here's what we want to implement this coming year. So, 
you know, okay, we have the cash on hand to do that. Or, you know, we just, we're looking to hire another PT. Um, we, we actually already hired her for the summer, but knowing that, okay, well, yeah, our cash reserve is going to be fine. Like we'll be, we have plenty on hand for her to step in, build her schedule. Like we, we don't anticipate her being, you know, full go from day one. Like that's right. just be cruel to do to a new grad. So, yeah. um, so, you know, things like that, like it just, it eases everything with the, uh, with the business overall. Like it just, it allows a lot more freedom to kind of look down the road instead of just looking week to week of going, okay, are we going to, all right, is this claim going to come through so we can hit payroll, you know, in two weeks or it's not that kind of worry anymore. Now it's looking at, all right, well, where are we going to be in the next, you know, two years, four years, six years? What's our, where's our end goal here? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the first time I realized that the model was appealing, not knowing it, I was sitting in this local mastermind group and the lady that was running um, our group, she has, a, she has like a eight figure juice company basically based here in Atlanta. And uh, so we had to present our financials, our business structure, all this stuff. It's kind of intimidating because they just, you know, she's been in business way longer and she knows way more than, than I do. And uh, when I got done, she was like, that's it. And I, I go, yeah. So he goes, wait a second. So people come, like they pay you, you fulfill on it, and then that's it. And I, I was like, yeah. And uh, she's like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. You know, and because and, she has to deal with like fruit going bad, drivers not showing up, you know, the, you know, government regulation coming in and telling her like they, they came into one of her uh, uh, processing plants and told her she needed to build a, uh, a wall in between these two sides that cost like $500,000 to build out within the facility. You know, and, and it's, it's like, we have such a simple model, you know, if you really can get the cash flow down to where it's, 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 it's that simple that, yeah, you can make hiring decisions so much better. And, and, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure for you, the difference in your overhead or your hourly cost is also something that it's like, it's, it's probably not just that as much as how much less time are you spending dealing with insurance companies now? Uh, personally, a lot less. Um, but also with, you know, our, our dollar not being higher per hour, like that's, that's the goal that we wanted for our staff too, right. because we don't want them, you know, we want them to want to stay with us for as long as they want to practice. Yeah. Like we don't want to burn them out because they're seeing 20 patients a day. Like we want to keep it very manageable to where, you know, they can, you know, it's okay if they have gaps in their schedule or they have time, you know, throughout the day or, you know, a lot of them are, are young and they're starting families or they're, you know, whatnot. And it's like, you know, that's work shouldn't be all consuming to where you're, you know, you're just so done by the end of the day because you've had to, you had to interact with 20 people and listen to how much they hurt. Like you can't go home and then have something left for everybody else at home. So, so like just the well being of the staff is like also like we've seen that that improvement as well. So, and I know you guys with the performance side, um, what do you have that you offer on the digital side of things? So like remote work or, or, uh, you know, digital, you know, visits with people or the programming side, like what does that look like within your practice? Yeah. So, um, so we just, uh, launched our digital packages, um, about three weeks ago, right when the quarantine started. Yeah. So I've been working with, uh, uh, Jared has uh, been on me and kind of my accountability on that front with our uh, with our monthly meetings. Um, and luckily, we kind of had it like locked and ready to go. And so it just expedited everything. So what we did was we built a whole um, at-home rehab uh, digital platform. 
So people who are having, you know, back pain, neck pain, there's different programs that they can choose from. Um, and they're all four, four to six week programs. Uh, so they just, they purchase that. They, they get, um, you know, the exercises and the program sent to them. And then they work with, you know, right now it's just me on the app. So they, if they have questions on stuff, then they, you know, reach out to me through the app or I can go in and tinker with their program. Um, you know, so we've done that. And then we've got, um, uh, we've been doing a lot of telehealth re recently. Um, so people are set up, uh, just like you and I are here doing zoom sessions and, yeah. um, you know, progressing them there. And so people who, you know, we've talked a lot with our clients, um, who do a lot of travel, like this is now going to, you know, step in and hopefully take the place of them losing out on some of their performance sessions when they, you know, go to California for three months to play golf. Like I'm still going to make them work out on a weekly basis with me. And, um, so they, they've been really excited about that. So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of our stage one of the, of the digital side that we got going this, this past year, like a few weeks ago. Yeah. And what, a, I mean, you get a chance to stress test it in a opportunity where you really, I mean, like what a good, what it, not to say it's a positive thing in, in a lot of ways, but look at a good business opportunity to really stress test some of this. And, you know, and we've, we've been doing something very, very similar and, and it's, it's interesting. Like we know we've, we've always had sort of like a digital remote coaching and, and uh, digital uh, digital side to the business, but we've never really, we've never really spent as much time on that as the in-person side. And I think that when we look at the opportunities that exist right now, uh, the, the remote side is appealing because it's not just like local. It's also, you know, it's, it's, it's also the fact that you can scale it kind of all over the place. So when we look at, you know, what you guys are doing and what's working now, like your opportunity to uh, bring on continuity programming or this, this visit, uh, with a, with a, a program, like a, here's a perfect example. I saw a guy today. Um, and you know, he, he did a 10 visit package with us. This was his last one. He's 50. He's been training jujitsu for about a year and he's just like feeling a ton better. And he's like, well, what else can I do? And I go, well, you know, we kind of talked about this already. We have a coach that we work with that builds out programs. It's like a lot of people we do programs with, they, they, they'll see us once, once a month, uh, you know, on more than the treatment side. Um, and then he, we coordinate with him to build your program out. And, you know, and for us, it's about $400 a month for, for the two of those together. And he's like, cool, let's do it. You know, let's, let's set it up because what he, what he's, what, what he's gotten is back to the thing he really likes and he wants to continue that. And in fact, his verbiage was literally like, he's got two kids that are in college, two sons. And he's like, I, do not want my sons to be able to like put me to shame anytime soon. You know, and he's like, that's why he's doing jujitsu because his son got into it and uh, his son stopped. He kept going, you know, he's got his blue belt now and uh, he's just like, Nope. He's like, this is my thing. He's like, I'm always going to be able to take him down. And that's what motivates him. Like dude, super competitive. So, but, but there's people like that and it fit all kinds of different things. But you know, I, I was talking to Mike uh, Tansini, who's in our, in our uh, mastermind group as well. And we were talking about programming and, I've seen programming for years and years and years, you know, via CrossFit or other athletes we've worked with to the tune of, you know, 200 to $600 a month, depending on who you're working with. And, uh, it's not that people won't, I mean, people will pay for that. You have to be able to position it, you know? So for you guys with the digital side, what have you found that's led you to effectively move people over? Like, how does that process look? So, um, I mean, I think, I think you kind of are, are hitting on like the, like the key point there is you have to be able to add value to somebody, 
you know, to what you're basically doing. Like it doesn't matter what you're charging for it, but they have to see value in that program. And when you, when you're able to connect with them and, and find, you know, what it is that, you know, they're, that's driving them, then, you know, the, the sell is the easy part of it. It's just, you, we know that our programming works. Like I know that our at home rehab stuff is all figure out, okay, what is the reason that they're even seeking this out in the first place? And so, you know, we've, anybody that has gone on and, you know, they can go on and look at it and we get an email when somebody clicks on it. And so if they don't purchase it right then and there, then what I'll do is I'll follow up with them. And so we, we've done a lot of our marketing, just more marketing to our past customers and yeah. whatnot. So most of these people I, I have a personal connection with on some level, or if it was a patient who saw another therapist, I'll send you know, that person a note and say, hey, so-and-so was on looking at the low back program. Why don't you reach out to them and just see how they're doing, what's going on. And just by the, adding that little personal touch to it and saying, hey, I saw you were on there. If, I, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them for you. I think this would be really good for you because, you know, you've grabbed me in the CrossFit gym multiple times and, you know, we've had to fix this here and there. But yeah. when you go through this program, like I'm going to know whether you do your stuff every day or not because the app tells me. So yeah. it's basically like I'm going to be yelling at you. And, you know, the, the lady that I reached out to said, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what I need. Okay, I'll go on and get it right now. And, and she signed up and she's doing it. She's doing great with it. And it's just, you know, not being afraid to kind of lay out for people what your professional plan is for them and saying, here's how you can get better. And instead of saying, hey, we have this program, you know, if you want to try it or, you know, maybe maybe it'd be good for you or, you know, giving them 30 different options of, you know, what they can do, just saying, you know, hey, I think this would be really appropriate for you. I had a, a lady today that I did a, a, a little consult with and I, I did not think she was appropriate for like the, the pre-built programs. I told her, I said, I, I think you're like, I need to see you in office for some of this stuff and we're going to start seeing patients again here in a few weeks. So, why don't you go ahead and get on my schedule in a few weeks and I'll send you a couple of things to do in the interim. And she did that. And I think people really appreciate when, when you just tell them like, Hey, here's my professional plan for you. And this is how I think you will get better hmm. and not having to make just another decision when their lives are just full of decisions all day long. That's a great yeah. point, man. De decision fatigue is a real thing. What, what, um, what are you guys using to manage your programs? Well, so what app are you guys utilizing? Uh, we're on uh, True Coach. Okay, so, so you're you're doing blanket programs in that as well. Yeah, yeah. So we built out um, probably 15 different programs in there, and so oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, and you're adding them as an athlete, and then you're and then then we add them as a client, and then assign them that program. So yeah, we yeah, can control yeah. their start date and and all that stuff. So they, they get day one, yep. you know, the day after they sign up. And so at any given time, we've got, you know, 10 or 15 people in the low back program, but yep. they're all at different stages. And that's what the app's really nice because it just releases it one week at a time for them. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the different platforms out there, I mean, there's a lot of really good ones. I, we use that for remote coaching as well. And I think what's so nice about, uh, 
being able to template some of those things is the fact that many people are going to have similarities, you know, and like we talk about archetypes of, you know, archetypes of lower back pain. Is, is this, is this a, a stiff, you know, but strong individual? Is this a uh, super flexible, but, but lacks control individual? Like where do we start with those things? And then being able to build out frameworks that we tweak uh, slightly, but in, and they're, they're usually not that different, you know? So, so for you to be able to save time and do that as well as, individualize, you know, your, your, uh, interaction with somebody, that's what we call productizing a service. And I think that's where there's a lot of scale in particular. So we look at, you know, no, no one's asking you, well, how much time is it costing you or costing you to build this program? Right? Like they don't know, they, they don't care. Uh, so if you can do the, the front end work and then be able to have this more scalable option, your, your hourly like time pay, uh, amount can increase dramatically as well, you know, in terms of your return on investment and what you're making for that, that time. And, and really it's just about the outcome, right? So how can you get a better outcome? And is it more feasible, you know, or less costly for people to do it that way? Probably. There's probably a lot of things you can do that way. So it's, I, I just see like this time, and obviously we go down the rabbit hole on some of the digital side of things, but I see this time as an opportunity where there's people that are being creative that haven't had to be before. Like, let's, 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 let's think about this. Like if you're just churning and you're just like hiring more staff members over and over again, are you really going to take the time to try to build this thing out? You're not quite sure is going to be, you know, a huge element of the business as much so as you have recently. No, that's, I mean, we had been, we had been talking for the better part of two years on getting our, getting a digital platform up and running. Like we knew, we knew two years ago that that was the direction that things needed to go and that that was the next avenue for the business to go down. And it, you know, we, at times we'd have spurts where we'd have, you know, a lighter couple of weeks and we'd be shooting a bunch of videos and then all of a sudden we'd get swamped with patients. And then, you know, that just goes on the back burner because there was no real, um, no real necessity to do it right then and there. And then, yeah. you know, the, the quarantine hit and it was like, okay, well we have to completely adapt our business right. in order to survive like this, you know, we're, we're going to plan for like, we're going to all be quarantined for 60 to 90 days and, you know, the business can't just close its door for 60 to 90 days, you know, so how do we make this work? And so everybody was on board. The staff has been awesome. My PTs have been awesome. They've been putting together programs and then, you know, Aaron and I go through them and, and tweak them or, or, uh, or prove them. And then we, we put them up on the site and we send out a Facebook, you know, blast and say, Hey, this one's available this week. And so we're just, we're slowly and surely adding to it while we've got, you know, you know, a fourth of our normal caseload, yeah. um, you know, to, to build something that we feel like is going to add significant value to our company in yes. three to six months from now. Like this yeah. is going to something that is just going to be really, it's going to kind of help propel us into the next level of things. What's the response been um, from prior customers that you guys have reached out to for your um, programs? Um, pretty good. Um, a lot of it is, I think, uh, we're learning on the digital side. Like, um, it's a lot more because it's more, um, it's more hands off. So it, there's a lot more marketing that has to go into it. Yeah. Um, kind of like multiple touches, you know, how, uh, like what Jared talks about where you're, you have to, you have to have some sort of contact with that person multiple times before they finally kind of think like, okay, yeah, I think this is right for me. And um, so I think we're just kind of playing around with that right now. We've had a pretty good response. Um, 
we're getting ready to try some uh, cold traffic here over the next couple of weeks. So we built some different funnels and things like that to, to kind of help navigate that world. So it, right now we're just kind of viewing it as like a giant science experiment and seeing that's how what it, it is. Well, I mean, that's yeah. what dig, digital marketing It's funny. People, I, I get this constantly. She was like, Oh, I'm a, I'm an expert digital marketer. I'm like, okay, have you ever spent your own money on your own business? Or have you just started a business to teach other people how to do ads? Because there's a big difference in terms of skin in the game and what you learn about that. And, and I mean, I can spend other people's money all day, right? But when you start looking at your own money for, for return on investment and you start to have to get really clear on a couple things. And this is where like uh, my first digital business coach told me like digital business is more about becoming a good detective than it is about like what you think it is, which is like your offer and your funnel and all this other crap that for honestly doesn't exist. It's not, it exists, but it doesn't matter as much as you think. I mean, if it really came down to the fact that all you needed was have the same verbiage, the same colors, you could just like totally copy somebody's funnel and then just drive traffic to it and you think it would convert, but it doesn't. And the reason it doesn't is because of all the other things around that that lead somebody to be an informed buyer, which is what you're talking about. So how you warm them up with content, how you engage with them. And then on the back end of that, and I think this is where it's challenging anytime you have a new service is how do you create really solid, um, you know, interactions and retention of those people to where it's like, they think it's, you know, the best investment they've ever made. And, and that gets a little harder digitally because you have to have these contact points and not all of those can be automated, which is what everybody wants to do. So it's going to be really interesting. And there's so many people in our, in our mastermind group right now that are solving the same problem together and sharing that information. This is what's so cool about it is like, you know, we're just have speed of change. That's going to be so much faster because of, you know, what, what we're all seeing and being able to say like, okay, that didn't work. Don't screw around with that. Or, oh, that worked really well. I'm going to go that direction. Um, and I think, yeah, if you can add, a, you know, I don't know, I think conservatively a couple thousand dollars a month to your practice and, and on the other side, it could be an entire different business model. You know, like literally it, people might go back and say, I don't want to see people in person anymore. It's not worth my time compared to what I figured out over here. And, and that's kind of exciting. You really think about it. Uh, I, I think that will happen to, to, to some people from what we're already seeing. Uh, I think so too. I think, um, uh, like you said, it's kind of the, uh, the collective group right now is, is solving a lot of the, you know, a lot of us are just, we're just stepping our foot in the water for the first time with the, with the digital side of things and, and having the group to kind of share, Hey, yeah, this worked really well, or Hey, this was a giant waste of time. You know, that's, that's been really, that's been really helpful and probably saved some headaches along the way too. Um, and even just knowing like what, what platform to even use and and kind of how to structure it. So that's, that, that probably expedited everything pretty drastically for us. Oh yeah. And having somebody like, you know, and this is where somebody like Jared comes in. I mean, Jared's always, he's a smart guy. He's got, he's, he's, he's very, uh, squared away, but when it comes to the digital side of things, uh, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think people realize just how like, uh, successful he's been on that side of things. And to be able to share a lot of the lessons learned uh, is, is, is crazy. I mean, and, and even with me, I mean, Jared, Jared was somebody I hired as a, uh, as a business coach to, uh, help me monetize our podcast. And I mean, there's like $3,000 a month that I paid him, you know, to, to come on as a consultant to help me do this. And, 
I, that's, that's so, sometimes I'm like, dude, you're not even using like this asset. Like you guys don't even realize you have this person that I intentionally brought on that is right now is like an ideal fit for what's going on. So whether we knew a global pandemic was coming or not, like we're so thankful to have somebody like Jared that, that has all this fast experience on the digital side, because for many of us, brick and mortar is all we know. And it's super, super scary because it's so different. It's, it's, it's the complete opposite, you know? And I think that when people ask like, okay, which is harder brick and mortar or digital, like digital is hands down harder to figure out. So what what have you, what have you found that you're like, man, this has been really challenging. And what have you liked about the digital side? Um, so what's challenging is like, we're, we get all these people that, you know, click on the program and then they kind of disappear, you know? So all these people that you got to go and follow up with. And it's like, all right. So I know if I had that person in front of me, like I would be able to talk to them and figure out, you know, what's, what's driving them or, you know, what's their motivating factor. So I do much better like face to face conversation. So for me, it's learning like almost an entire new language of how to talk to people. And you have to be able to capture those people like in all the ads and, and stuff that you've attached to the program, like the description of the program has to attract them you know, the videos that we shot kind of like explaining the out, the, the layout of the program, like all that has to be attractive to them. And so yeah. it's an interesting challenge because I, I truly feel like I'm learning like a new language and yeah. trying to understand like how to talk to people without talking to them anymore. Um, <laughs> and so that's, that's probably been like the most interesting part of it is it's just so different. Like, you know, like, you, you do the same thing. Like you spend all day talking to people and like, I, I love talking to people. And so trying to put that, you know, when I'm sitting down, I'm writing out like the script of what we want the description to, to be. It's like, all right, man, this, like I, if I was just talking to somebody, I feel like this would just come out so much better versus me like yeah. trying to take what's in my head and then put it into words on paper. Um, yes. so, that's, that's probably been the hardest part of it is you're, just t- you're talking about copywriting. So, so like, look, I know copywriter, like they literally will write like a sales page and they'll charge you like $50,000 to write your sales page. And they, people pay them because they know that it's going to convert and they have a really good reputation. Um, yeah. And these are just skills, right? This, this is what, what I look at this as is like, what an opportunity to grow as a business owner in terms of upgrade your skill set. No one's ever going to be able to take this away from you. You're learning, you're learning copywriting, you're learning marketing, you know, you're learning per- persuasion influence techniques. And, uh, it, the one thing that, that I could, I think resonated so much with me was one of the, one of the, uh, the, the digital masterminds that I was in a couple years ago. Um, one of the, the instructors, he said, when you can explain the problem somebody has better than they can verbalize it themselves, that's when you get a customer. And so like being able to, and, and this is where it gets, it, it gets, it gets fun is the fact that, you know, you have all these conversations and the, and like, for me, I constantly have people that they say things that I'm like writing it down. Cause I'm like, this is perfect. Like the way you describe this is exactly how I need to say this, you know, on a website or a, a ad copy or whatever it might be. So this whole idea of like how somebody describes their problem. And if you can do that and you can, you can hook them and call that problem out in a way where they're like, Oh my God, that sounds like me. Like, that's exactly what I thought. Then, then you're halfway there. Then it's like, okay, the rest of the stuff matters then, right? Like, what does it look like? What's the offer? You know, how do you have it structured? What's the sales process look like? Because this is the other thing. A lot of people, they, they may have a lower ticket price uh, on a, on a uh, course or a, a program and they think, oh, this is going to be easier to sell. But it's actually 
it's actually not easier to sell in many cases to sell like a one-off program for 50 bucks than it is to have a conversation with somebody that leads to a training package of $600. Like that, that literally is an easier sell than selling something online for, you know, $50 that people don't put as much value behind, you know? So it's interesting when you guys start feeling out the sales process, like what's going to come from that. And then who needs to do it, right? And like, who's the right fit? So yeah, there's like so many things to work on right now. So your son's having like 90 minute ninja fights and you're having like 90 minute fights with Facebook ads trying to figure out <laughs> what's going on. I'm just trying to interpret all the data and understand it too. All the stuff that's coming back and, and yeah. yeah, exactly. Here's, last thing I'll say, this is like, this, this could be sort of like a, you know, a intro to digital marketing. It's A, can you, can you describe the problem better than the person can even say it out loud themselves? And, and the second part of that is when you start going to cold traffic, everybody wants to look at like, okay, <clears throat> what's my cost per click? And like all this, all this data, the only thing that matters is return on ad spend. Return on ad spend is, is it. That's, that's the only thing that matters. Because if you're net positive on your return on ad spend and it's being calculated correctly, then it doesn't matter. So, so you're, it's what's called earnings per click. So if let's say every click that goes there is turning into $5 for you per, per click and you're, you're paying $3 per click to get somebody there, then you know you're plus two for each person that comes through this, this sequence, right? So then you can start to get really sort of uh, narrow on what you're tracking. Instead of you look, you look on Facebook's uh, like statistics or, or click funnels or Kajabi or whatever anybody's using and you're overwhelmed. You're like, what the hell does all this mean? All you need to know is like four numbers. That's it. Yep. That's it. So now that's exciting. I'm excited to, to hear you know, what you guys come up with in this other side of your business that you're adding in. And, and, and I think you're also solving a problem for your staff too, because you know, I, I would assume you're similar to me with like our staff, like they want some flexibility in their schedule. Like, especially after this, they're like, man, this is kind of awesome. Like I'm working on this stuff from home. And so that's been hard in our profession. So, you know, I definitely think this could be an element that helps with your retention as well. Well, I think, I think it helps with the retention, but it also expands our reach too. Right. Now, that's that's the other thing that I see is, um, you know, it's like we're growing a business within a business and it's just, it's expanding our, our, our area that we can have contact with, you totally. know. Or even in you your know. city. I mean, think about how many people don't want to drive. I mean, like, it doesn't even have to be the U.S., but it's like north of whatever, people aren't going to drive to come and see you frequently. Exactly. And, you know, and that's, I can reach them. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, people want, people are, I think, they, they were already leaning towards it, but now it's going to be even more prevalent. They want quality care, yep. you know, and they want to, they want to know that the money they're spending is for somebody who is actually putting time and effort into them. And I think they're going to be more apt to search that out. Yeah. And if we have that availability for somebody who lives, you know, an hour and a half away and they can't, you know, it's not reasonable for them to drive into the clinic, you know, once a week or once every two weeks or even, you know, then, then we set them up with the, we have a whole digital platform for them to use and, and we know that they're going to do well with it. So yeah, that's awesome. what I think is cool too. It is. Yeah, it's great. It's a, it, I think there's two things that are happening right now. One, uh, business owners that are sort of, um, I mean, they're kind of burned out. They've been in this for a while. They're like, they're not ready to put their big boy pants back on and go out and like solve problems. They've already solved problems. They're comfortable with where they're at. And I think they're going to uh, struggle. I think that people that are willing to um, run into a wall, get back up and then run as fast as they can another direction to see if there's a door there, they're going to be the ones that are going to end up in a better place after this because they're going to add these additional uh, sides to their business 
and capitalize on the law, the, the loss of uh, competition that is going to be, you know, around there. I'm sure you see this in Kansas City. I'm seeing it right now in, in Atlanta. Um, so, you know, for, for those of you that are listening to this and you're like, man, this is a bummer. Well, it depends how you look at it. This could be the best thing that ever happened to your business if you are able to put the work in. Oh, I think uh, I had an interesting conversation with somebody the other day. Um, we were talking about, you know, our, our profession, like the, the demand for us is still there. So even after when the pandemics, you know, when the quarantines lifted, like our demand is still there, you know, companies like Disney who are losing out on people visiting them, you know, somebody cancels their Disney trip this year, they're not going to go, well, okay, well, we got to go to Disney twice next year. Yeah. They're not making that up, but our profession, like that demand is still there. It's just backed up. It's just mm -hmm. delayed a little bit. Yeah. And I think when we, when this stuff is, you know, when things settle back down, like the medical profession across the board is going to be booming. I think yeah. we're going to have more business than we know what to do with. And if we play it right, like we're going to be in a, it's going to be a huge opportunity yeah. for, yeah. for people who are doing things the right way. Nice. Dude, well said. I totally agree. Um, Danny, if people want to check out what you're doing in, in Kansas City, they want to, you know, see your practice or if they know somebody in the area, they want to send your way, where can they go and find out more? Um, yeah, so you can you can check out our website uh, lpptkc.com. Um, we're on uh, Facebook, Laughlin Performance and Physical Therapy. Um, Instagram is the same as our website, uh, lpptkc. Um, we got uh, you can reach out to us through the website or just give us a call and we'll be happy to talk to you about what would be the best course of action for you. Cool, man, dude. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, sharing what you guys are doing, being, being so, uh, so honest about everything. It's cool to hear what you guys are up to and, and to see the success you're having. Well-deserved. You guys are good people. You work really hard. It's cool to see your practice trending in the, in the direction you want it. Um, and your staff, you know, being able to still work with people the way that, that we probably, you know, we really feel they should be able to work with them and, and, and enjoying their, their jobs. I mean, I think that's the coolest power, part about all of it, right? Is like, you and I could have like a single person clinic and just be busy off of reputation probably for as long as we want. But to see other people come in and not have to have these like really um, high volume jobs that are just like, they're just burn them out, you know, and, and uh, be able to really use their skill set in, in a unique way. That's cool. And you guys are doing a really good job with that. So um, thanks for your time, man. Thanks so much for, for everything you're doing with us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Danny. You got it, man. Guys, as always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, we are closing in on 200 views on iTunes. That's crazy. Most podcasts hardly get to 100 views, let alone 200. And this is such a niche-specific PT business podcast. That's wild. So let's try to rally the troops and get to 200 reviews for this podcast. The first thing you need to do is you got to sub subscribe to this sucker, whether it's on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to on, so you know when new episodes are coming out. The next thing, make sure that you leave a review. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them. It means a lot to me. The next thing, guys, take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag Tag me in it. That's at Danny Matei PT. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. We'll share this information with a lot more people because that's the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of a lot more people. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, tag me in it, and I will repost it. So here we go. Let's try to get to 200 reviews for the podcast. Thanks for listening.